Welcome to Mad Lit Musings, a podcast with Jamie Jo Wright, where we go deeper and ask the tough and dangerous questions. Today's episode is sponsored by Ravel and Bethany House Publishers, which are divisions of Baker Publishing Group. Find out more at bakerpublishinggroup.com. Hello, everyone. It's Jamie with Mad Lit Musings. And today we have with us the illustrious writer of contemporary romance, everything that you'd want to read in a lovely book, Liz Johnson with Publishing. I know, illustrious. Oh my gosh, that's, that's a great adjective. And I don't get that very often. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Not a problem. It matches your book covers, which are beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Ravel did, has done such an amazing job on yes. my covers. I'm so grateful for them. They really have. So tell us um, a little bit. Let's just make a wild, crazy assumption that someone's listening who has either not read your books or not heard of who you are. Tell us yeah. a little bit about yourself um, and a little bit about the type of story that you like to tell. Yeah. So I have been writing um, since uh, my first book came out in 2009. And um, the, um, my 20th book came out in 2021. So my 21st comes out in 2022, um, and that's The Last Way Home. So I've written um, a number of different types of books, <clears throat> excuse me, in that um, I, I started off writing romantic suspense and I loved that. And then I uh, decided I was gonna kind of shift to contemporary romance. I've done a few time slip. Uh, dual timeline books. Uh, but mostly I like to think of myself as a contemporary romance writer. As long as it has a romantic thread, I'm pretty good with it. Um, I'm happy to add a little mystery or suspense here or there, but I'm not, um, I'm not a thriller writer for sure. Um, <laughs> I, I like the sweet ones that you can read before going to bed, not the ones that, that you know, keep you up with your covers, you know. Up your chin. <laughs> You're not writing for Hallmark Mysteries. You're writing for a Hallmark Yes. Warm fuzzies. Warm fuzzies for I'm sure. I'm good with that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and inevitably, I always say I'd love to be a, um, like a rom-com writer. I love rom-com okay. movies and books. And I wish that I was that, but I tend to be a little heavier than that, uh, just in terms of um, theme. And, but also um, comedy is really hard to write. <laughs> I find that uh, I can sneak it in here or there, but to have a whole book that's very funny is very difficult. And so um, I, I go with little bursts of comedy and um, as well as drama and, you know, um, deep themes. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And the book that released, so you released book number one in the Prince Edward Island shores yeah. that last year. And then this August you have book two coming out the last way oh. home. Are they standalones? Like, could I read book two first or do I need to read book one? I would recommend reading book one first. Okay. You can read them out of order and they will totally make sense. But book one um, leads up to and sort of has some loose threads that are answered in book two. And uh, so in book one, we're introduced to the idea of the oldest brother of the, this, uh, these three brothers. Mm -hmm. um, and the oldest brother is not on the page at all, but he, we know he's played for the NHL and we know that he has um, been disgraced and is, uh, has been ejected from the NHL, but we don't know why. And um, so that leads us into book two, where we meet the oldest brother who returns to Prince Edward Island after 10 years. 
All right. All yeah. right. That's exciting. And, you know, Prince Edward Island is famous for other fictional characters, yes. um, but yes. it also is a really great setting for for other stories. So I'm excited to see a series coming out that, that's set there in present day. I think that's really cool. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I think so too. I fell in love with the island the first time I visited and I definitely like I went to PEI the first time in 2010 and I went because of Anne of Green Gables because I was, you know, like I grew up on Anne and so I was like, I want to go. And so um, my mom and I went in 2010 for the first time and I just fell in love. So I kept going back and I just realized that the island was so much more than just Anne. And even though Anne is a wonderful part of the island and the island's history and Ellen Montgomery, who, you know, has such a uh, legacy, has left such a legacy of writing and stories on the mm-hmm. island. Um, I just, I got there and I just thought this is a place where people get healed. Like I could just oh, sense it. And sure. Air. Like it was a place of healing. And so I immediately was like, I need to write books about broken people who come to PEI and find healing there, whether they're from PEI or whether they're from away, as the Islanders say, if you're from away, you're not from the island. <laughs> and so, uh, and so whether they come from away or whether they, um, whether they um, grew up on the island, either way, they're going to find healing and peace there. And It's really, it's the place I think where my soul can quiet enough that I can really touch base with God. Mm. And so, um, so I I have that for my characters too. Awesome. That's great. So we'll talk a little bit about that coming up, but first, um, what led you to um, setting a story with heroes um, like Eli in this book, who's from the NHL, like there's a hockey connection there. um, And I'm just curious where that came from. Yeah. So uh, I love hockey. I'm, I'm a big fan of hockey, uh, but I, in part, <laughs> I was inspired because um, maybe the last time or the second to the last time I was on the island, we were driving and we got to a little town called Montague mm-hmm. and there was a big like banner across the, over the street. It, and it looked like one of those, like, it's a Founders Day parade or something like that. Okay. Only it wasn't. It was announcing an NHL player who had come from Montague. And I just thought like NHL players who come from PEI are sort of, they're, they're kind of few because PEI is very small. Sure. And, and, but they are esteemed. They are beloved. And I wanted to create that sort of sense of like, here's somebody who's come from Nowhereville, you know, Victoria, Prince Edward Island, which is the most adorable, cutest little town, but it's the size of a postage stamp. And right. So, like, <laughs> like, you know, 75 to 100 regular citizens there. It's very, very small. And so for him to come from that and reach the NHL, for me, it was like, that's kind of the pinnacle of every Canadian boy's dream. Well, sure. Is I'm going to make it to the NHL. And so I really wanted him to reach his dream and then crash and burn. Mm. And uh, for, for me, it was really the, he had to reach that so he could be disgraced okay. and be forced to come home. And so if that story sounds familiar, it's a little prodigal son. That <laughs> is Okay. there's very much a prodigal son element to this story which um which I loved which is you know was really a big inspiration for this book awesome well on that note let's take a quick break and then we'll be back and let's talk a little bit about healing and where your heart is when you're writing fiction with that theme in mind 
Are you enjoying today's broadcast with our featured author? You can find out more about them and other authors from Baker Publishing Group at bakerbookhouse.com. Use code MADLIT40 for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title at bakerbookhouse.com. This also includes Ravel and Bethany House Publishing. Go over fast. It's MADLIT40. That's your magic code for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title. All right, and we're back with Liz Johnson. Um, we are talking about The Last Way Home, which is book two in her Prince Edward Island Shores set. And um, we were just talking about Eli, who is the hometown hero of sorts at PE Island and was a hockey player. And you said he had to be broken and he needed to come home. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit more, not even so much about your characters, but about this concept of brokenness and healing and what inspires you about it? Yeah, well, I think a big part of this story for me was reading the prodigal son story and identifying myself within that story. Mm. And growing up as a kid in Sunday school, I was in Sunday school every week. Um, I definitely was, I was told I am the prodigal son. Like that is your character. That is the one that you are. And so I was like, yes, I'm the one who's turned my back against God. I'm the one who needs to, needs forgiveness, needs to come home. Yes, those things are true. Um, but I also looked at the other characters in the story. Um, and I said, I see myself in those characters too. Mm -hmm. I see myself in the older brother who is self-righteous and who is um, proud and too, like doesn't want to forgive. And sometimes when I'm at my very best and I'm eager to forgive and eager to show mercy, sometimes I even see myself in the father. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I know I'm not righteous like God is righteous but I'm more like him when I choose right. to forgive and yeah. when I choose to, to show mercy. And so I looked at all those characters and I said, what if I have one of the, like one of those, each of those represented in this book. Mm -hmm. And so I have, um, yeah, I have Eli who's coming in as the prodigal. He's the one who left 10 years ago and hasn't spoken to his family in 10 years. Mm. He's the one who left them when they were at their lowest point. And he said, I'm going to go do this thing that matters the most to me and forget my family. Oh. And, and he has gotten to that point where he's recognized that all of these things he thought he wanted don't fulfill him at mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, that's oftentimes where we have to get in life is the things that we think that we want, they don't fulfill. And so we have to find our way back to a merciful father who says, <laughs> I forgive you. I welcome you home. Right. And that's when we, and when and where we find fulfillment. And so for Eli, it's, he has to come home to his mom and his brothers. He has to beg for forgiveness, but also he has a mom who is so eager to forgive because this is her, okay. her boy, sure. the one that she loves. But then he also has his mom's business partner who only knows Eli as someone who broke his mom's heart yeah. and she's not having it. <laughs> she's not having it. And so to put them all together um, in, in one story was a lot of fun. And, uh, but really the inspiration came from the prodigal son story. As mm -hmm. I was looking at where do I fit in this story? Who am I today? Mm -hmm. um, and, and how do I be more like the father? How do I grow and grow to be more Christ-like every day? 
Yeah. And when you think about the story of the prodigal son, I thought it was interesting where you were like, you were always kind of told, or I think in Sunday school, we were identified as the prodigals who need to come to Jesus. And, you know, there is that element of, of that in all of our lives. Um, Talk a little bit though, about the, the role of the brother in the prodigal son, because I'm always curious like in a sense, he's sort of portrayed as a villain. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet I can totally relate to why he would be completely annoyed at yeah. his brother for squandering yes. everything and then coming back to a hero's welcome. How does, how do you view that? And then how does that work into your story and even your own faith walk? Yeah, I think for me, I, I find myself in that place a lot um, it, in moments where it's like, but I've done everything right. Why am I not getting X, Y, Z results? Or so-and-so is doing everything wrong. Why are they getting X, Y? Like, why are they getting all the great things? And I'm still over here, you know, feeling like, oh, or like, um, like I, even like I, I look at my own family and think about, you know, when my siblings have done things and I'm like, why, why did you do that? I'm over here being a good child. And now all the attention is on you mm-hmm. because you're the one who screwed up. Right. <laughs> right. Even, even though my siblings are amazing and they're wonderful, <laughs> but we're, we've all, you know, we've all been in places where it's like, we've really screwed up. And um, I think specifically about people in my life who hold a grudge really easily. Mm-hmm. And I think of them as sort of being that older brother. And I'm, mm. I'm, uh, I, I don't want to point fingers at that because I've got other areas of, you know, of struggle in my life. But I will say that, like, I'm really thankful that, like, God gave me a really tender heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when, when I need to apologize, I'm eager to do that. I'm like, let's go, let's get this taken care of. I don't want this to drag on. I don't want to hold that grudge. And yet at the same time, I know that that's a struggle that a lot of people deal with. And so this series, actually, I've like tried to explore that more because I've seen it in my friends and family members' lives, how holding that grudge can really harm us and, mm. and really keep us from being in relationship both with God and with, with others. And so in this, in this story, Violet um, definitely is the one who, who um, struggles with forgiveness, struggles. Mm. She's the one who says, I've been here this whole time. You haven't, where have you been for 10 years? You haven't (laughs) talked to your mom in 10 years. How, you know, kind of thing. And she does not want to forgive him. She doesn't want to welcome him back into this uh, family that she's found that she's Mm -hmm. taken as her own. And so I think, you know, yeah, I think for a lot of us, that's, it's a real struggle. And what I love about writing is that your characters never end where they started. And so and hopefully in real life, that's the same thing, right? Like that's the goal is that I'm not stuck where I'm struggling. God's going to pull me out of that. And he's going to change me and work in me and get me to the point that he, where he wants me to be. And so um, while it may be a struggle, it's, it's not where I have to stay. And I love that about Christian fiction. I love that about real life with Jesus. Right. right. Yeah. Well, and I love the concept too. And I don't know, I'm, I'm going to assume that you planned the imagery but I love the concept that Violet works in a ceramics shop Mm -hmm. and there's some destruction that comes along the way and I was just picturing how broken glass or broken ceramic is much like our lives and once it's broken it seems impossible to put back together and it definitely doesn't 
ever return to its former glory. How do you think that parallels? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely include that in the story and I don't, I don't want to give too much away. Right. Um, <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> there's a few <laughs> elements there, but yeah, I think that um, one thing that I really considered as I thought about this is just the idea that it's not, yeah, you can't put a piece of ceramic back together without showing the cracks. Like the cracks right. are always there, right? Or mm -hmm. the, um, if you've glued it back together, you can see all of those pieces. But sometimes God takes what is broken and makes something brand new out of it. Mm -hmm. And that is really something that I tried to lean into with this story is just this idea that sometimes God isn't just, he's not fixing what's broken. He's taking what's broken and making something brand new. Right. And he does that with our own lives. When we're broken, when we see, he doesn't always just take that and like paste it back together. He says, let me make something brand new out of you. Mm -hmm. um, and that's when he redeems those stories that we think are, you know, um, like I think of my best friend who her husband walked out on her mm. and, and I just thought like, from the beginning, our mantra was basically, God is going to redeem this. We don't yeah. know what that's going to look like. And here we are years later, and he totally has redeemed that. And mm -hmm. it's like, it was broken and it was not what we wanted. And yet God had a plan to redeem even the most broken thing. And I think that's the, that's what I cling to most of the time. It's like, God, I'm broken, <laughs> right? broken, but you're faithful. And so let me see what you're going to do with those broken pieces. And so often we try and focus on like, how can I fix this on my own? Mm -hmm. When in fact, um, God's the one who's got to take it and make it something new. Absolutely. hundred percent. I don't think I could have summed it up better myself. <laughs> it seems like you just might've written a book or something about, I this. don't know <laughs> where you dwelt on this for a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I thought about it for, yeah, for a little over a year, <laughs> just a couple of days. We yeah, left this yeah. baby out. <laughs> awesome. Well, you've got the two books, you've got beyond the tides and the last way home. Is there going to be more Prince Edward Island books yes. coming too? Yeah. So, okay. um, so Beyond the Tides is the story of Oliver, the um, middle brother, and that yep. book came out last August. Um, the Last Way Home is Eli's story. And then book three doesn't have a title yet, but it will come out August of 2023. Okay. And it is um, Levi's story. He's the mm -hmm. youngest brother and he is, um, he doesn't talk very much. He's a little bit oh. shy and very withdrawn, um, but he's an avid reader and um, he's a little bookish and um, uh, yeah, he just happens to, um, to fall for an, uh, a childhood classmate who um, is trying to save an, uh, a community theater, which, oh. you know, when you think about a shy guy and theater, mm -hmm. those don't really no. go together, but no. um, we're going to make it work. <laughs> All right. Well, this sounds super exciting. I think readers will definitely want to be following this series. So how do they keep track of you and follow you and your books? Yeah. So all of my book stuff is on my website at lizjohnsonbooks.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm also on Instagram at lizjohnsonbooks. And I'm on Facebook at lizjohnsonbooks. I'm on Twitter 
at Liz Johnson Books. You'll notice a trend here. There is a trend. Uh, I'm liking the trend. It's yeah. easy to remember. <laughs> so yeah. So basically readers can find me anywhere and, um, but definitely check out my website for a full list of my books. For sure. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being with us today, Liz. This was great to uh, get to know you, get to know your story, but also to get to know the heart behind the story, which I think is always probably what makes that story just extra deep and extra special for all of us. Well, thank you so much for having me. Such a treat to chat today. Super fun. Well, maybe we can chat next year when book three comes out. Oh, that would be great. All right. Thanks, Liz. Are you a writer wanting to go deeper in your writing and get to the heart of your story? Join Christy Award-winning author Jamie Jo Wright at madlitmentoring.com, where she will take you on an intimate, fun, and exploration of going deeper, the layers of your story, the four corners of foundation, and more. Find out how to be mentored by Jamie Jo Wright at madlitmentoring.com. Thank you for listening to Madlit Musings. You can find out more information about Madlit and all that it has to offer at madlitmentoring.com. That's madlitmentoring.com. Or check out more about Jamie Jo Wright at jamiewrightbooks.com.